0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast of Shemaine's Model Health for those looking to optimize their long term health and weight goals and understand their body um, and how it works. So, welcome to episode 124 and I must apologize this episode should have went out last week but alas we were having some technical difficulties and my laptop refused to cooperate so uh, so far so good this week hopefully it stays on track so this week's podcast, we're looking at how your menstrual cycle affects fat loss. Before I move on, I must stress that the information in these podcasts should be taken for informational purposes only and not taken as medical advice. Please consult with your GP or physician before you make any lifestyle or health changes. So this is a question that actually does pop up Up now and then, um, like, does my menstrual cycle affect my weight or my fat loss, or how can I mitigate some stuff around my menstrual cycle to optimize my results? Um, So, hopefully, this podcast clears things up a little bit and answers all your questions. Firstly, I know I did our last podcast was the menstrual cycle 101 but I do want to go through it again so you don't have to go back and listen so we can just kind of look at the menstrual cycle and go straight into how it affects our fat loss campaign. So there are two phases of the menstrual cycle the follicular phase and the luteal phase. These two phases are separated by ovulation and menses. The follicular phase starts at the day of, the first day of menses. So that's uh, your first bleed the first day of your period and ends at ovulation. While the luteal phase starts with ovulation and ends with the first day of menses. The follicular phase is called the follicular phase because it is a period where the follicle which contains the egg is maturing and we get that build up of all the nice hormones whereas the luteal phase is called so because the follicle becomes the corpus luteum after it releases the egg. So during the follicular phase we have a period of higher oestrogen and lower progesterone. If you've got any questions about oestrogen or oestrogen dominance, there are podcasts um, on them, so go back and listen to them. The luteal phase is a period of high oestrogen and progesterone. But in this phase, progesterone is more dominant So during the follicular phase, a female has about the same amount of progesterone in her body as a man does because the corpus luteum is the major source of progesterone and it's not formed yet until later on in the luteal phase. Then the premenstrual period and the menses is characterized by this big decline or steep decline of both those sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone. So we have this cycle high estrogen, low progesterone, high estrogen, high progesterone, and then a drop in both at the end when your period starts. So estrogen makes women more insulin sensitive while progesterone because it opposes the action of insulin it makes us more insulin resistant OK, that's going to be important. So oestrogen in- makes us insulin sensitive, whereas progesterone makes us insulin resistant. Want to know more about insulin resistance? Go back and listen to the podcast I did a few weeks ago on that. OK, so oestrogen and progesterone are both anti-cortisol hormones, Um Obviously, that depends on your lifestyle and certain factors, but that's what they're designed to do to help us manage cortisol. Estrogen is also a muscle building hormone, while progesterone can interfere with muscle development. So recap on that. The follicular phase equals more estrogen, therefore less fat storage some fat burning and this would be your muscle growth time as well then at the beginning of the luteal phase you have high estrogen and progesterone and then later on in the luteal phase you get a drop in both but that high estrogen and progesterone um, means there's going to be a bit less muscle building But good fat burning there dependent on your diet as well and your movement throughout the day. So we'll look at that a bit more. And then later in the luteal phase, that's more of a catabolic time. So you get a lot more fat burning. And I believe my very first podcast like two years ago or whatever it was, was on how you can make your period work in your favor i can't remember the name straight off but it was how you can upregulate fat burning when you're on your period that was my very first podcast i believe so we're kind of looking at that again here um so definitely later on in that luteal phase we're more catabolic so that's where we would have more fat burning and also muscle burning if you're not careful So because both estrogen and progesterone have receptors in the brain as well, it's been shown that when they fall, so when we get that drop just before our bleeds, brain chemistry is impacted, including lower serotonin, GABA and dopamine. This means irritability. Mood swings, crankiness, increased cravings, especially for sweet, junky, starchy foods. It's good to start implementing some GABA. And if you're not a client and you notice that you have severe PMS issues, this could be a good time to take in some GABA, watch some funny movies, get plenty of sun to help with that serotonin. So again, three to five days before your period is due. And that should definitely help limit those cravings for junk foods and sweet food and chocolate estrone do affect insulin, cortisol, um, but they're lower on the hierarchy than insulin and cortisol would be. So oestrogen and progesterone do play their part but not as big a part as insulin and cortisol would Um, insulin and cortisol kind of being the main players in fat burning and i say kind of because there's uh, other lifestyle factors and i can't comment on everyone because we're all individual um this means, though, that using estrogen and progesterone to guide your body composition throughout the month um, can be done. It will require controlling your insulin and your cortisol as well, but manipulating your training. And your eating and your fat burning protocol around the oestrogen and progesterone cycle can kind of just give you that extra edge or tip on your results, if I'm saying that right. Anyway, okay. So because oestrogen makes us women more insulin sensitive, um, another curse that we were blessed with for being women and estrogen and progesterone are both anti-stress hormones women can better tolerate carbs or starches in the follicular phase um but we're less tolerant in the luteal phase especially that late luteal phase so those three to five days before our periods i know some of you have copped on to what I just said there and you're pausing you're going hold on hold on did she just say what I think she said? yes I did yes I did so carbs in the first half of your cycle okay carbs in the second half of your cycle not such a great idea if fat loss is your goal we'll come back to that though so how does this look for both exercise and diet diet being how you eat every day and of course your nutrition so you're not going on any special diet it's just how you eat um so high stress exercises can be offset by the effects of both estrogen and progesterone. So when we look at like long duration um, moderate intensive cardio um, like running and we know this may be the most stressful type of activity on the body regarding cortisol this type of of exercise, unfortunately, can also have an effect on reducing muscle. This can be why a lot of runners are a lot slimmer and don't have as much muscle. I mean, slimmer on the muscle side. Um, So because of this, traditional long duration cardio may be best suited to the follicular phase, the first half of your cycle, or even the beginning of the luteal phase when your oestrogen is high so your oestrogen is still high in that part of your cycle so it can protect you a little bit more against the stress of say a long duration run would um, cause. I hope that makes sense. So during this time oestrogen will help the body maintain its muscle Um, And then both oestrogen and progesterone will work to minimize the negative effects of the cortisol that is being caused by that long duration run. The follicular phase is also a great time to focus on building muscle because oestrogen aids with this as well. And we're also more oestrogen sensitive at this stage, sorry, insulin sensitive at this stage too. Um, So given the law of metabolic multitasking the idea that the body is not very adept at building muscle and burning fat at the same time beginners being the one exception splitting the menstrual cycle into more of a building phase and burning phase can be very very smart and it's something I try to do myself and I'll say I try because sometimes you do just need to get the gym to work off some stress Um, but the follicular phase can be used and can be a very good time to be anabolic, to grow muscle, whereas the luteal phase, that's our catabolic phase, that's when our hormones start to drop, we're more insulin resistant, we don't have as much protection from our hormones in regards to stress, that is more of a fat burning time, okay, so That means your training and your diet may look something like this. So in the follicular phase, you might do three times a week. And this is just an example because, of course, you're going to have different preferences. Um, Like for me, long duration running is not going to be something I'm going to do. And that's just me. But you might love it. So during the follicular phase, the first half of the cycle, Three times a week, you might do full body weight training or you might focus on even some sort of body split training, say um, one day legs or one day um, chest, one day back or something like that. Then three times a week, you're doing long duration, moderate intensity training. So that could be run, but it also could be like a zombie class or a jazzercise, there's something that gets your heart rate up. So moderate intensity being that you're panting, but you can still talk. Um, Then your diet in this follicular phase is going to be kind of your normal calories um, and I say that in inverted commas so your normal calories if you're in a calorie deficit because you're on a fat loss campaign that's going to be your normal calories in this time and your carbohydrate intake um, again is going to be mostly timed after exercise to enhance those training adaptations and muscle growth and remember you're doing um weight training here and you're doing long duration moderate intensity training so having your carbs after those um, is going to be smart I'm not touching on if you're fasting working out or what just trying to keep your carbs that meal after your exercise Um, so then looking at the luteal phase Three to five times a week, you're doing short duration, high intensity training. So that could be sprint training. It could be HIIT. Back in the day when I used to teach bakwa, that would be a high intensity class. So high intensity, meaning that you're out of breath, you're panting and you can't talk. Then your calorie intake so in this luteal phase you're not so much doing so much weight training but more of your high intensity training. Now your normal calorie intake here would still be present so again if you're on a fat loss campaign your normal calories during this time is going to be somewhat of a calorie deficit And at this stage the luteal phase so the second half of your cycle you're going to focus on keeping your carbs low. So you're using exercise to create a nice hormonal environment and a calorie deficit so that you can burn fat and minimize any muscle loss. So that's how we're using the exercise and environment and i paused there now that i think of this i was looking at a study earlier that was saying you know at this stage even if you were weight training in the luteal phase as long as you're using your muscles you're going to unlikely have any sort of catabolic or muscle loss during this phase. So yeah, you can do the three to five times high intensity training. You could also do three to five times kind of more... higher reps lower weights training if you wanted to do it that way Um, as long as you're using your muscles you shouldn't have too much muscle loss not too much stress though on your body because remember that estrogen and progesterone they're going to start to drop soon so what I just said there again and what I mentioned earlier is in the luteal phase especially the late luteal phase women are more insulin resistant we want to keep our carbohydrates low and our sugars low at this part and this is a bit of a conundrum because this is the time that we crave them isn't it And I did mention that if you wanted to bring in some GABA at this stage, some funny movies, a lot of sunshine, a lot of walking outdoors, you should be able to help mitigate the cravings and the mood swings. Um, But you can also use some dark chocolate or cacao, my favorite. I sound like a broken record. I talk about raw dark chocolate or 100% dark chocolate so much because cacao raises both dopamine and serotonin to address these brain chemical changes. And this also is why with some of my clients that have a lot of stress or anxiety I'm encouraging them to have two to four squares of a really high grade dark chocolate daily to help support the brain chemicals to help support that dopamine and making them feel good to help mitigate some of that stress Um, not to mention all the other stuff dark chocolate does we can also use BCAAs. They can help minimize muscle loss. They can help lower cortisol. and They can also help raise the brain chemicals of GABA um, to help support cravings. Now, preferably, you would want a flavorless... Um, Branch chain amino acid supplement, or you can even get a flavorless essential amino acid. But not everyone's going to go for that. They're going to go for the sweet one that tastes like strawberry lemonade or something. And then you have to really, you have to Ask a coach or ask someone their opinion on that because that can be quite complicated. Um, and I did do a podcast on BCAs for fat loss a few months ago. And in that, those really sweet flavored BCAAs are going to cause insulin spikes throughout the day and will shut off fat burning. So there's some considerations to take there. When in doubt, go with your dark chocolate and go with a GABA supplement. Um, as a side note hormone replacement of any kind or anything that kind of wipes out the cyclical nature of a menstrual cycle makes everything I've just said obsolete so if you're on hormone replacement therapy or have had a hysterectomy or you're not getting your menstrual cycle anymore then you can just forget about everything I just said and maybe PM me for advice or email me okay so just to wrap that up quick summary the follicular phase Um, we're looking at traditional weight training three three times per week we're looking at some longer duration cardio sessions two to three times per week Um, that could even be walking as well Um, then you're going to eat normal calories or your normal calorie deficit if you're on a fat loss campaign Um, and you're going to still have your carbs here and you going to if you're doing exercise if you're doing a good exercise workout your carbs will come after that workout during the luteal phase uh you're going to switch your training and nutrition up there so you're going to move more to three times a week having higher intensity um Exercises, um, so anything that gets you out of breath where you can't talk and you're sweating a lot, then you're eating a lower carbohydrate diet here, but you're using maybe your cacao and a GABA supplement here um, to kind of encourage the fat burning. Your macros here might even look something like a 20 40 40, so 20% carbs, 40 protein, 40 fat. And then your premenstrual stage just before that period happens. Um you're going to again try keep your carbs low to encourage fat burning but use cacao use sunlight use funny movies use unflavored BCAAs or essential amino acids use a GABA supplement if you need to even your D3 supplement you could start increasing that a lot at this stage um, and these tricks will help kind of tip the scales and help support you in your results um, can be really good so i hope that kind of answered all your questions about if your menstrual cycle can affect fat burning and how you can play it in your favor basically so please sharing is caring Um, If you know anyone that will benefit from this podcast, please do share and help me reach the masses so that we can help make the world a healthier, better place and help people be educated on their body um, and how it actually works. So thank you for listening and I will chat to you guys again next week. Stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye.